Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank each and every one of you for your support by bringing you the MyPillow that started it all. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs regardless of your sleep position. Because it works, we've sold over 70 million MyPillows, and now I'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever. For example, you get my standard MyPillow, now only $19.88 with your promo code. Now's the time to get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. MyPillows make the best gifts ever. In the times we're in, one thing we all need is getting a great night's sleep. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen now. Use your promo code and you'll get my standard MyPillow for only $19.88. For a more custom fit, my Premium Queen, only $24.98. Or my Premium King, only $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so order now. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now, on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more.
fuckers to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I'm the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much better beloved better half. v Hello, Patriots. And, and travel. Better travel now, too. Well, that's been true. This is true. This is true. Very true. Zach, what is going on, man? How are you doing? I hope everything is well out there. Uh, I hope every everything's going well. Give my best to Phil and Brenda. Tell them I said what's up. Over on the Twitch side, Wicked Gnarly, Tara, Tammy, Ghost. Cat Rocks, Wix, Linz, how's everyone doing tonight? I was on there with Liana today, this morning. Yeah. If y'all caught that. While I know I was in Charleston. I know Crazy Chuck with a K was on there. Yep. Crazy Chuck with a K. What's going on, man? Anyway. Uh wow. So Liana. Um, I, I was trying to explain to her this morning that there was a debate last night. She was unaware. There, there was of a debate last night. Debate. Yes. Yes. There was and a debate. she, we were trying to piece through it. She had a rough morning this morning. So when I heard her this morning, I was like, Ooh, that's going to be one of those mornings. You know, we've had, everybody's got those days. Oh, Justin, oh yeah. Justin, Justin had, had those days. days on a number of times where he was just like, he came out hot and he was like, yeah, I got a great show uh, lined up. I got this guy coming in and then the guy pieced out within 45 minutes. Yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Uh, I, I, I know what those days are like. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, uh, know exactly what that feels like. So I was like, you know what? Call I'm going to get Let my fat ass out of bed. Yep. I'm going to stop feeling sorry for me, for myself about my neck. And I'm going to go in and fucking say, Hey, send me your shit. Let's go. I'll go on zoom. Give you a hand. Good. Good for you. Excellent. Well, I met some really cool people in Charleston at the Truth Tour. Um, glad you turned in crazy, uh, tuned in Crazy Chuck with a K. Um, we can play it for everyone too because I just saw it just finished processing on Rumble uh, if it processes through. But uh, some really cool people there. It was it was good stuff. Um, no, nope. still didn't. Still so weird. It's still not because it, it did it on my phone. Like we saw the whole thing on my phone. I, I don't know. What, I I don't know what to tell you. I don't know either. All right. For some reason on the computer, when we pull it up on the computer, it starts like two hours in af right after me. I don't know why. Hold on. Let me do something real quick. Let me try something real quick. I'm just going to try this. See what we get when I do that. Uh, And that's the same one it was though, because it's right there. Yeah, I know I see it. It's gonna pull it right back up. I'm gonna try and do it where I'm not logged into it. I'm logged in. Let me try logging out. Yeah, Lindsay, I did make it. I, uh, I, I actually had them have me speak earlier in the day. Just doing, doing it here too, and I'm not even logged in. So, so weird. That is so weird. Very weird. Huh. It, like it automatically clips it or something. Interesting. So odd. I'm wondering if there's another place we can go that we can. Well, I'll have to look into it and see if I can find it. 
Oh, wow. You're not even up there on the... No, because I was very last, very last minute. Very last minute. Yeah. I mean, I literally called Chris like yesterday and I was like, oh, hey, I'll be in, I'll be in Charleston. By the way. And he was like, sweet. I'll, I'll put you on the list. I was like, sweet. And that was pretty much it. Um, All right. Anyway. See, and it pulls up on my phone. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I can't tell you. I don't know either. Some weird shit, mm-hmm. but go check it out. It's the Truth Tour 2. What, what time do you start speaking about? Uh, about the, two, just before the two-hour mark, like one fifty-nine something like Sheraton, that. Share uh, it telegra- uh, in our Already telegram. Did. Okay. Yeah. So if you go to the one fifty-nine mark in that telegram uh, sharing, because we can't share it on the computer for some reason. Um, I wonder if I do it this way. Hold on. No, you're going to have to go over here. Okay. Skip the ad in four, three, two, one. No? Nope. So fucked up. I don't get it. Wow. Okay. No idea. Weird. For some reason on our computer, it keeps jumping ahead. It cut cut the video. So this British dude is speaking. Who I really, Mark Atwood, and I really like Mark, but like, we missed the first like five speakers on it. Yeah. So, that's weird. Yeah. Like Very two hours odd. and 42 minutes is just not there. Odd, so odd, odd. I wonder if I can do it this way. What is this uh, free Kanye? Was Kanye got, got arrested? No, Kanye got suspended mm. for being a racist. What? Yeah. Uh, Anti-Semite. <sighs> yeah. I, I was actually going to go on there because uh, they were talking about uh, Liana had actually started talking about like symbolism. One of the things as Americans we have been very accustomed to saying is that the Jews are our friend, that they, you know. Well, we've been raised that way. We've always thought that way, that we're not anti-Semitic, you know, you know, Semitic. We're we care about the Jewish religion. We do. Um, there's, there's no doubt in my mind about that. However, there are times that I sit back and I wonder in history, how many times have we been fucked over by them? All of them? Because one of my favorite, and, uh, I hate to get this guy spun up on it too, but, uh, if you go back and you listen to our, uh, November 22nd of last year, Corey Hughes, Corey Hughes, we did the JFK podcast where we got to fucking see a great a fucking great adaptation of what happened during that assassination one of the things he went real quick to the pain about was the jewish involvement the jewish state involvement in the assassination and the cover-up of the assassination of jfk and I was like, I was trying to pull him back to the three point line saying, whoa, dude, we're not going hard to the paint just yet. Yeah. And no, no, uh, he kept going there. He kept going there. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, I was with him. I understood where his anger was. It made sense because literally the Jews have been pulling the wool over our eyes for hundreds of years. They've made it out like 
they've made it sound the Jewish people have made it sound like woe is me. We're the weakest, smallest guys on the block. And in reality, they have been You mean the Jewish government, not necessarily the Jewish people. Yeah, well, not necessarily the Jewish people as a whole, but the Jewish government, yes, very much so. And they have played this this role. Like our government. Oh, from, you know, you tried to Holocaust us. It was real bad. We almost all died. Very bad. We don't like you. You're white. And now we're realizing I mean, every time I turn around, I'm finding another reason why maybe Hitler wasn't as crazy as we all thought he was. What are the possibilities to that? Hitler was batshit crazy, but he went after the wrong people because what he didn't realize and what most people don't realize is that the Jewish people people were infiltrated some thousand years ago by the Kazarians. Okay. 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 But hold on. And they're not on. really Jews. So one of the things I just got into, one of the newest rabbit holes I stumbled into, and this wasn't by all by accident. Tartaria, Kazarians. No, no. no. I was sitting there and I, I'm looking at my cell phone early this morning and um, after Liana's show, after I'd sufficiently gone and got high because I was like, I told her, I was like, well, I'm getting a little sore right now because I haven't done anything yet, but I'm about to go get really high. I did. Anyway, I was sitting there reading my cell phone while I was sufficiently stoned. And I said, um, I, I've never tumbled down this rabbit hole before. But if you ever get a chance, I ask everybody to do this. And I, I know it doesn't mean shit to us. It really doesn't mean shit to me. It was one of these pop-up ads that kind of popped up that made me ask the question. I was like, you know, that's a great question. Nobody's ever asked. I'd love to ask that question and go see. And then I found out, no, it's been asked and been asked se several hundred different times. Anyway, um, but what, it was a question as to like, what is the Jewish operations in Hollywood like? All of them. And I, I was, I was perplexed by this and I was like, I don't know why I was thinking about it. And I said, you know, that's a great question because one of the things I know, and I could be wrong, but, and if you're Jewish, I apologize, but I had uh, friends of mine that lived on the same street of me, it, very Hasidic. Mom and dad were very Hasidic Jews. Um, the kid was obviously very brought up that way, but he was allowed to play with other kids. I was one of the few kids that was allowed in his home. Why? I have absolutely no idea. One of the things I noticed, I, I heard the mom and dad talking one day, and I, I for whatever reason, I relegated the conversation as important, but I didn't understand what it meant. So I shuffled or I filed it. One of the the conversations I remember them having in front of me was talking about who was new money and old money in Judaism. And I was thinking to myself and I was just like, man, other than the stereotypical thing that I would normally say at this point, I, 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 I listened longer. I, I noticed I, I started listening longer and I was just like, uh, they were arguing about who was new and old money. And I was like, that's just a... If, if it's me, it's a, it's a weird argument to have. Not at all. You know, I, I mean, way, way back in the day, you're absolutely right. 
But today, nobody gives a shit. That's not true. Really? Oh, yeah. You think old money still carries we the moniker with We live in Savannah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Old money's important. Nope. You can be rich as fuck and move down to Savannah from New York, and you are a little more than a carpetbagger. I, I can tell you right now. I can tell you right now. They won't let you in the cathedral. I can tell they you. They won't let you on the parade committee. I can tell you right now. Everything in the world is run on the thing that is in your wallet right now. Oh, oh, I gotcha. I understand that. Everything uh, is run on money. However, there are still some societies like the one that we live in that and you don't oh, even, it is wasp. You don't, don't even wrong. know it until you've been rejected by it. Okay. I, I joke and it was, it's not really a joke, but I joke that when I, I moved to Savannah cause I moved here well before Mick did cause he was in the army and deploying all the time and they wouldn't even let me in the cathedral. No, that's not exactly true. You know, it's a public place. I could go in if I wanted to, but I was most distinctly unwelcome cause I was a damned Yankee and not very Catholic and not all Irish, although I'm some Irish. And when this fucker showed up they rolled out the damn red carpet for him in fact he's one of the youngest fucking whatever on the parade committee um not having been born and raised here adjutant staff members correct whatever uh and they rolled out the red carpet for him because he's 100 percent irish and he's mick and that's just what it is um, well, he's like 75% Irish, but anyway, he's first generation American. Dad was born in Ireland, like super easy to trace and still has well, a lot of family of, over there, et understand, cetera, et cetera. Understand part but, of this community, part of being in the St. Patty's Day Parade committee, you have to have an Irish lineage. Mm -hmm. You have to be able and to trace. it doesn't matter how much money you have. Exactly. You have to be able to trace your Irish lineage back in your family. Because in the society that we live in, this very closed insular society that we live in, it's not about how much money you have. It's about who your daddy was. Yes. And so. There are still some places like that. When. Wix, you know what I'm talking about. When, when I got, when, when we got in, it was really funny because some guys waited for months, for months. Cause it takes a long time to get the background check done to find your lineage. Irish lineage. And it, it takes uh, a historian. It takes uh, several historians to do it, especially if you're tracking it by blood. So when I applied, uh, normally if Wait. you say you're from Ireland or you're a first descendant of, they call that next descendant to find out where in Ireland, blah, blah, blah. Make sure you're Catholic. Check the accent. Thing. Yes. <laughs> uh, and they call my dad and, uh, my dad was like, five names. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's very Irish and, um, uh, He's like, uh, we're from Galway. Uh, he knows that. Um, we're actually from Mayo, but w he was, he knows us from Galway. Um, and uh, went through the whole lineage with the family and everything else, traced the lineage back. And that was it. They came back in a week. I got a phone call, said, hey, you're in. And, and there are guys still waiting right now on the same list that I got in on. 
Yeah. Uh, Lindsay, he is half Mexican, but he's Mexican Irish. His grandmother was Irish born in Mexico city on vacation. So that's how we joke. He's Mexican, but Correct. She, she was actually Irish. Um, so by, by blood, he's Irish by paper. He's part Mexican. I'm part Latino. <laughs> I am part Latino. That's where I get my fire from. Anyway, uh, we're well far off the rails and we haven't even started yet. So no, 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 no. We're having fun. It's we are the intro. Fun. We are having fun. Still having fun. Let me see if I. But, yeah, I still got to do stuff. Thunder, 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 thunder. Get the fuck oh, out of here! Oh. <laughs> so everybody, give uh, V Lynn a round of applause. She was out there today, smoking it on the uh, True Tour, her first speaking gig by herself. Apparently, she went out there and uh, did a fucking fine job. That's everybody, fun. I wish golf I could get the play. Golf clap. Thanks. There you go. So there's your golf clap. So don't break your arm smacking yourself on the back. It was fun. Anyway, I'm going to get rid of this now. So Liana, we were talking this morning. We were talking about, uh, so last night, just in case you weren't aware, there was a debate. It was in Ohio. It was between Congressman Ryan and J.D. Vance, the two guys who, uh, the Republican and the Democrat, that are hauling off against each other, uh, going after each other. Uh, pretty good debate. It was on fire. I giggled a lot because I got to watch a fucking liberal squirm. But watch this very carefully because I got a bunch of clips here. Watch this very carefully. And I, I want you to watch all these clips very carefully because you're going to hear a liberal that sounds very much Republican. Very, very much Republican. Who? Tim Ryan? Tim Ryan. <laughs> And J.D. Vance calls him out on it. I know he does. Over and over again. I know again. he does. Like, That's, you're so full of shit. That is exactly what we have to do. Yeah. This is a perfect example of what we have to do in this next election season from now on. Yeah. From oh, now yeah. on, period. Oh, you got to call him out. Absolutely. Call him out. Yep. Let's 100%. get him on a debate stage so we can call him out. Yep. And say, nope, you're full of shit because this crap, this just shit can't stand, yo. Can't stand. Sorry, boya. Yes, the fentanyl crisis is way worse than it was two years ago. Why is it way worse? Because Tim Ryan and Joe Biden have conspired together to reject every border wall funding proposal, to reject every proposal to cut off the amnesty, to reject every proposal that would actually secure our border and stop Thanks, the Mr. flow Vince. of these illegal drugs. Thanks, Mr. Vince. Yep. And you see old uh, Mr. Ryan there just taking notes. Yep. Like he should be, apparently. Because apparently that's what you do. And we have more. But we have more. Oh, we have oh, a lot. We have a lot. Folks, we have this whole thing broke down. It's awesome. I might just stop fucking flipping back and forth between screens. Just say, fuck it. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to do. Thank you. I want to point out something that Tim Ryan just did. One, I answered the question about same-sex marriage, and I identified very specifically a couple of problems with the legislation. Tim didn't address that. He just pretended that it didn't exist. Because here's the problem with Tim Ryan. He spent 20 years in Washington, D.C. He actually doesn't care about the details of public policy, and I'm sure he didn't even read the bill that he voted on. What he does is he reads the canned lines that his consultants give him. You could respond to the argument that I made, Tim. Instead, you decided to pretend again that I have views I don't actually hold so you can't look it's Thanks. insulting voters deserve somebody who actually respects their views and speaks honestly to them about the issues that's not what tim's doing tonight we
Wow. It, it gets hotter, folks. Oh, oh, it doesn't. It stop. gets heated. Do, do you see what I'm saying now, Liana? Isn't JD Vance an author? I. He's a. He's. I, I don't remember. He's an author or a, some someone some someone in the chat helped me out here. He's an author or an athlete or. He, Wasn't he had, that Vince Flynn? There's like three or four of them that were in some kind of public life before they ran for politics. He was in in the military. He was a Marine. He's a former Marine. Yeah, I, I want to say he wasn't a writer. Trust me, that he was. He was. He was that, he, that's maybe a, a writer with coloring books. <laughs> he's a pretty smart guy. Just saying. Is an American an author? I knew he was an author. Yes. An author. Yes. Okay. Tim Ryan has done nothing to stop the flow of fentanyl. He talks about wanting to support a stronger oh, border. He talks already, about wanting to be bipartisan and get things done. Okay. Maybe we did. I don't know. Hey, I just brought him up. I, I know. And I was pulling him down at five. Well, now here's morning. the thing. If you're in Ohio and you've seen these ridiculous commercials that Tim Ryan runs telling dishonest truths, dishonest lies about my nonprofit organization, it's paid by pharmaceutical blood money because the very same corporations that caused this poison to come into our country in the first place have funded your campaign to the tune of tens of thousands of dollars. Why are the people who've gotten rich off the opioid epidemic funding Tim Ryan and attacking me? The answer is obvious because this guy is the biggest fan of pharma and he's the biggest fan of illegal pharma, which is the Mexican drug cartels that are bringing this poison into our country. I just need a chance. Damn. Got him. He got him looking on that one, folks. That was high and on the inside, but got him looking. He swung at that one. He swung all day at that one, folks. Completely missed it. What a joke. I find it interesting how preoccupied you are with this at a time when people can't afford groceries, people can't afford to walk down the streets safely. Let's focus on the significant issues right now, <laughs> Thank Tim. Thank you, Canada. Yeah, that was uh, his response to abortion because uh, he brought abortion back into oh, it. Oh, yeah, of And course. fucking J.D. Vance just slaughtered him. He's like, all right, let's bring this back to something that is actually relevant and that matters. Fuck you, Tim. Watch this. We need leaders who have courage to take on their own party. And I've proven that. And he was called an ass kisser by the former president. And the question so is I, the biggest threat to democracy. Sure. If you would like to answer that first, and then you can respond to some of his accusations. So I, I will answer the question, Colleen, because I think it's important for the voters for us to actually answer the questions. But first of all, I'm not going to take lectures on dignity and self-respect from a guy caught on video kissing up to Chuck Schumer and begging him for a promotion to his next job. That's the kind of guy that Tim Ryan is. Now, he just said, it's so funny, we're getting close to Halloween, and Tim Ryan is put on a costume where he pretends to be a reasonable moderate. But in fact, he, he said he stands up to his own party. The last two Congresses, Tim, you voted for Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden 100%. You consistently toe the party line on every single issue. I wish that you were the reasonable moderate. You said you were, because then Youngstown may have not lost 50,000 manufacturing jobs during your, during your 20 years. Yeah. Youngstown jobs, 50, 20, 50, uh, he, dude, this is called a dismantling. This, this guy doesn't have a chance. He knows that all of his policies are flawed and he's just sitting there. 
I, uh, I am pro-life. I've always been pro-life. And I, I, I grew up in a poor family and a poor community. I saw a lot of young women have abortions when I was growing up. And one of the things that always struck me is it felt like a lot of those young women didn't have options. They felt like they didn't have the health care that they needed. We got to fix that. They felt like it would have ruined to have a baby so early, would have ruined their career, their personal lives. We've got to fix that sense, too. Uh, I, I recognize, of course, that a lot of people are pro-choice, that they have a different view on this issue than I did. I was raised by a woman. The woman who saved my life, my mamaw, uh, was a woman, an old school Democrat, who believed that abortion should be safe, legal, and rare. That's not Congressman Ryan's view. He says that he wants to codify Roe. He voted for a piece of legislation that would have overturned Roe and required abortion on demand at 40 weeks for fully elective reasons. He also voted for a piece of legislation that would have prevented doctors from providing medical care to babies who survived botched abortions. And again, uh, ultimate destruction of a liberal and every talking point a liberal can possibly have. This is how you do it. If you wanted an education in how to debate, this, folks, is how you debate. He has absolutely decimated the liberal stance on every goddamn point they have brought forward. Yeah. And he brought his Mima into it. He didn't. He did his homework. As a Democrat. He did his homework and then he fucking shoved his foot directly where it belonged, <laughs> which was right up this motherfucker's ass. But he also connected with the people on a level that they could understand. Exactly. By bringing his grandmother into it and saying that she was an old school Democrat and she believed in it being safe and rare and rare. And it's not there anymore. No. We're going all in on natural gas. I've been a natural gas proponent since I've been in Congress and, and we have to get this right. We need to increase our production of natural gas. If elected, would you consider banning fracking on federal lands? Absolutely. Absolutely on federal lands. And, and I see the natural gas piece is a transition for us. Oh, wow. That's a nice little mashup. Liar. Liar. You, sir, are a liar. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. I think see if it pays another, uh, there might be another, oh, oh, like, oh no, there's instant fat. Oh, I know. I, there's a And if Chuck Schumer's the leader, of the time. I will be a pain in the rear end to him too. I'm for Ohio. I don't kiss anyone's ass. Like Senator that. Schumer's here, and I want to make sure he's my future boss, so I got to suck up a little bit here. It's a trap. It's, it's a trap. Oh. Look at this. Instant fact checking. That's I don't that. kiss anybody's ass, but I kiss people's asses. Yep. Hmm. I don't always kiss ass, but when I do, God, they're I the, love the rosiest red asses out there. I love the internet. How do you like them out? <laughs> You like Apple? Shit just doesn't go away. Right? That's what these that's what these old politicians don't understand. Because we barely understand it. When yeah. we were kids, we did all kinds of crazy shit that would have definitely gotten us canceled today if it had been recorded 40 years ago, 30 years ago. But we didn't record shit 30 years ago because A, we didn't have recording devices, and B, we weren't fucking stupid. Now People record themselves doing absolutely everything, and then they get surprised when someone takes offense to it. When everybody takes offense to everything these days, cocksuckers are us. Your schlong all over the Chinese media, and maybe you won't go to jail, Hunter. 
Just saying. Just saying, dude. <laughs> 20 years ago, uh, I enlisted in the United States Marine Corps. That very same year, Tim Ryan went to Washington, D.C., where he has been failing at his basic job for 20 years. Talks a big game, but the record of accomplishment just isn't there. I think there's something very basic here. I think that people deserve certain things. Ohioans deserve certain things from their federal leadership. They deserve to go to the grocery store and be able to afford food without it breaking the bank. They deserve streets that you can walk down safely. They deserve a country that has a border. I promise we may not always agree on everything, but I'll never forget where I came from and I'll never stop fighting to achieve those things for the people who deserve them. This is such an important election. I encourage people to go to jdvance.com and support me. But at, at the end of the day, the question here is whether we need new leadership in this state. Double down on the last two years of failed leadership or take this country in a different direction. I thank you all for listening. I thank you for watching and I hope to earn your vote. God bless you guys. Thank you, Mr. Vance. And that concludes tonight's Ohio United States Senate debate. Thank you. Once Damn. But not the end of our clips because um, no. when I normally I put them in order, but mix it up the clips tonight. So it's okay. It's Sorry about that. It's all good. I reserve the right to uh, put them in any order I <laughs> any feel order the need. Damn well Tim Ryan represents a congressional district that has lost 50,000 jobs just in his time in office. Those of us who create jobs know what it's like when you have bad policies, and we know what it's like when you have good policies. I'd like Tim Ryan to lecture me on my business background a little bit less and maybe explain why the guy who's the biggest fighter of China had his own congressional district lose tens of thousands of good manufacturing jobs to China just in your time in can public I, service. Can I answer that? No, 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 you can't. no, no, because we don't care what we, you have to say. You're an idiot. We really don't want to listen to you. Seriously. And you're kind of a communist, so a bit as an exception. Look, I've always believed in reasonable exceptions. This is a misrepresentation of my view, but let, let, let's hear it from me, not from Congressman Ryan. Uh, I, I absolutely think the 10 year old girl, the case that we've, of course, heard a lot about an incredibly tragic situation. I mean, look, I've got a nine year old baby girl at home. I cannot imagine what's that what that's like for the girl, for her family. God forbid something that, like that would happen. I have said repeatedly on the record that I think that that girl should be able to get an abortion if she and her family so choose to do so. But let's talk about that case. Because why was a 10-year-old girl raped in our community, raped in our state in the first place? This is the thing the media and Congress and Ryan, they talk about this all the time. The thing they never mentioned is that poor girl was raped by an illegal alien, somebody that should have never been in this state in the first place. You voted so many times against border wall funding, so many times for amnesty, Tim. If you had done your job, she would have never been raped in the first place. Do your job on border security. Don't lecture me about opinions I don't actually have. Boom. Damn. That's a mic drop, folks. That's oh, what we call a mic drop. That's normally when you walk out and motherfuckers on the ground sprawled. Dude, did you see the sprawl on that, bro? Bro, you see the sprawl on that? That's craziness. Not her. Play the next one. Play the, the last clip of the debate. Yeah. Yeah. The last clip of the debate. Mm-hmm as an exception look i've always believed oh, no, in reasonable exceptions this is a misrepresentation of my no nope. yeah that's the same that's one. a double yep all right so somehow we got a double in there 
piece of shit. Anyway, it happens. So yes, that is uh, where we stand. There's a couple quick stories I wanted to get out of the way really quick. Just some stuff that's been uh, building over the last couple of days that we haven't talked about. And I just want to get into it really quick. Uh, one of the big ones, and this came out a couple of couple days ago epic times uh florida's top fire marshal warns tons of waterlogged electric vehicles catching fire after hurricane ian the batteries are discharging with the uh open seawater and uh kind of happens folks and you have kind of a fire that you can't really put out it's not really easy to put that fire out so um just throwing it out there all you uh green weenies who want a fucking green vehicle but don't worry about it because Biden was out there and Biden then said, don't worry about it. Biden claimed that Hurricane Ian proves cli the climate change dispute is over. Correct. It does. It is. It's over. It, it absolutely does. Because if you look at her, if you look at hurricanes over the last, why did this go back to this? I literally just had us. What the fuck? I don't know. What did you do? So random. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, um, if you look at hurricanes over the last 50 years, um, we had twice as many hurricanes in, uh, you know, 50 years ago as we do now, like in the first 25 of those 50 years, as we do in the last 25 of those 50 years. And the, the hurricanes 50 years ago were actually more intense and caused more damage, partly because we had less warning, less tracking, you know, less ability to, to get people out of the way to safety. Um, but there were more significantly more and more intense storms 50, 40, 30 years ago than there are now. So, so Biden's right. Hurricane Ian does prove that the climate change argument is over. It, it doesn't have any effect on the hurricane. Mm. So, well, he said that uh, we're in a situation where the Colorado River looks more like a stream. Biden said during the speech on Wednesday, there's a lot going on. I think one of the final one thing has finally ended is a discussion about whether or not climate change, uh, whether or not there's climate change and we should do something about it. The president continued. When Hurricane Ian, described by DeSantis as a 500-year flood event, slammed into the state last week, caused widespread destruction, flooding and power outages due to coastal communities, and spurred in a bevy of liberals and left-wing media outlets, pushing the hard climate agenda, asserting that carbon emissions and global warming have intensified hurricanes. Biden administration top hurricane expert, however, has rebuked such claims due to lack of evidence. I don't think you can link this one to climate change or any one event. Experts say uh, Jamie Rome, an acting director of National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, National Hurricane Center, told CNN during the 27 September interview, after being impressed about how climate change had contributed to the storms and how the rapid intensification of the storms have become worse. But on the whole, the, uh, the cumulative climate change may be making storms worse, but to link to any other event, I would caution against that. Hmm. It's a premature conclusion, the experts are saying. Hmm. Anyway, just so you're aware, we're not pulling your leg. Hey, right now, Tennessee tops the states um, with the highest rate of murder, rape, and other violent crime, while Maine, New Hampshire, and Vermont have the lowest, according to these studies. I mean, I, I, I've been to Maine... New Hampshire and Vermont. And honestly, 
you really don't want to fuck with any of the people there. Yeah, because they'll make you disappear. In the they woods. will. Absolutely. Yeah, and they'll claim that Barry ate you. So Alaska. And unless, uh, you, unless you are a master in Jaekwondo, they'll get away with it. Yeah. Alaska has a high, but we can't fight humans. We can only fight bears. Exactly. Exactly. So Alaska has the highest violent crime rate with 837.8 per 100,000 people. The last frontier has more men and more heavy drinkers than elsewhere in the United States. Well, what else do you have to do in Alaska but drink and fuck because it's cold as hell? Lawmen are spread thin across the vast 665,000 square mile territory. Indigenous people make up 19.6% of the state's population. Low crime stats in like Maine and Vermont benefit from social safety nets, experts say. No, no. Low crime stats in Maine and Vermont benefit from fuck around and find out. Yeah. So anyway, uh, whatever, this is just from the beast, uh, the British. I mean, it's the way they view us. But according to this article, New Mexico, Tennessee have the highest rates of murder, rape and other violent crimes in the United States. Meanwhile, understand, too, that New York, San Francisco and um, Seattle were not included in this. Oh, and Chicago as well. Oh, this yeah. came from the FBI report. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because the FBI... We so, talked about that the other day. Uh, less the than three, less the than four half. biggest liberal cities in America, yeah. like literally, have the ninety percent of the murder rate in America. Yeah, less less than half of the states actually reported to the FBI their crime stats for last year. So, it's uh, it means nothing. Yeah. So hey, don't worry about it though, because in California, don't worry about it. Governor Newsom, I guess the students tested out for their yearly testing, whatever. Mm-hmm. All the kids failed. Oh. In math. In the last two years, they've learned no math. Yet, Governor Newsom still wants to run for president. Well, that's common core for you. There you go. I mean, you know, zero plus zero equals Democrat. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Well, I, isn't it a negative 0.0? I, I don't know. Times a negative because a negative and a negative, you would need to make a positive. So how would you make another negative? A negative you know and a positive. Play that 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 loser um ex-Democrat as of today. The one that's hiding behind her. Oh, that one. Yeah. Did y'all hear this news? This isn't the whole video because I wouldn't crackling. subject you to that. But Bye-bye. Good old Tulsi Gabbard left the Democrat Party today, officially. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness, who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, who demonize the police but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, who are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Now, I believe in a government that's of the people, by the people, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, it stands for a government that is of, by, and for the powerful elite. 
Now, I'm calling on my fellow common sense, independent-minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democratic Party. If you can no longer stomach the direction that the so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking our country, then I invite you to join me. Well, Tulsi. Uh, you know, I, I, I believe- I, I don't I trust believe any part of everything it. that she said, but I don't believe that she believes it. No. I don't believe what do I think? What do I think is going on with this one? What do I think is going on with this one? Well, infiltrator. No, she's been coming this way a long. She's been working her way in for a long time. No, no. What do you think is happening? Nope. Uh, Let's see. I could see that as a 2024 ticket. Trump Gabbard. Yep. Seriously? Yep. Hmm. Oh, Cisco said, the Cisco kid said the same thing. She could be a VP candidate. That's exactly what I think is going on there. I think why? Okay. So guys, folks, tell me something. Real quick. Liana. All right. Because I'll use you because you always respond to whatever I say. So it's really funny. Liana, if you were a liberal and you were leaving the liberal party, okay, say the roles are reversed here, okay, you're leaving the liberal party and you put out a video explaining the reasons why you're leaving the liberal party, okay, is that because you want to leave the liberal party or is that because you want to make a show of it for somebody else to see? You say all the right things. Think about what she said. Think about how she opened it up. You know, she's the only one that has never gone out directly against Trump saying that the election was not stolen. I'm just saying. Maybe. I see I don't this trust her at all. as a 2024 VP. Why? I don't, I don't. Because with it, she brings over half of the Democratic Party. Look, if I was in my job that I went to school for right now for Donald Trump, I would tell Donald Trump to pick her up as a VP candidate. Lindsay's got it right. She's one of those people you wake up next to the next morning and you're like, what the fuck? You looked hot last night. I, I, I'm just <laughs> I don't saying trust her either. I, I, I don't trust her, but understand what I'm saying here. Like this morning. Oh, no, I understand what this, you're saying. This morning. We it's were, a good political move. When we were on, Le- when I was on Leanna's show this morning. I still think morning, she's an infiltrator. When I was on Leanna's morning, show this morning, one of the things I brought up and one of the things I think we all need to really get a hold of, especially you. And I told everybody that I was working on you. I have been working on you. But one of the things we've got to get a hold of right now as a a group, as a family, as uh, a bunch of like-minded individuals who come here to listen to me talk for some reason, I don't understand why, but okay, cool. Um, We have to get on with a certain picture. And there's something we have to learn right now. Come. 
December 2nd, 2022. We have to be ready for Donald Trump to step out on stage, look at every single one of you square in the face and say, I am running for president in 2024. Now go get your jab. (laughs) I'm dead serious. You have to be ready for that. You have to. We have, you have to remember, stop all your bullshit right now. Everybody that's got an argument to throw up against me, stop. I've already thought this out. I've already thought every possible argument you could bring against me and I'm ready to destroy it right now. Why? Trump was in charge of the vaccine. I know. And he has yet to disavow it. has yet to disavow it. I know. You and I and everyone right now, because I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know about you. Liana and I agreed we did not take Trump as a quitter. Yeah. He started that motherfucker. He's going to finish it. You think he'd mandate it if he brought everyone, if he uh, won again? I don't know. Well, he's been saying this whole time that. Uh, I don't know, but I can tell you this. That much. it should be a personal choice. I said it this morning and I will say it again right now. If Donald Trump comes out within the first 30 days after he declares that he's running for president, if he does not come out and have a Dan Bongino moment, mm-hmm. a, a regret moment, yeah. Yep. And or he doesn't come out against the vaccine, mm-hmm. or he doesn't come out and say immediately that you shouldn't go get your vaccine, I will immediately file the paperwork I already have for president. And I will run against him. I will run against him to get that 1% of the vote to get me on stage. Mm -hmm. To get that motherfucker to say on stage in front of the American people. I'll even tell whoever the other candidates that are up there running against him. Shut up. I don't want to talk to you. (laughs) I just want to talk to him. Uh, Wood Tick Mike, is Trump a Trojan horse? We have been asking that question for a very long time. Believed it for a hot minute now. Yep. So, like I said, folks, I'm going to continue on like Justin wanted me to. Good. We're gonna. I'm going to run for president if he does not come out within the, the first 30 days after he announces that he's running for office and he does not come out against the vaccine, I will start running against him immediately. Good. I already have a running mate for you. I don't hate me. He's from Texas, too. Well, that's going to be a tough one to win over. But really, I don't need to win. I know you don't need to win. but you I do, just need, you need 1% to of the vote. I know. And I need to make sure that I can raise $5,000 at a moment's notice, which I'm pretty sure we can do. Yeah. I just need every person that listens to me to donate a dollar. Yeah. Done. Absolutely. That's five grand right there. Done. Def Griffin will run with you. I, I'm I'm not joking. This is I, I'm dead serious because this is what we need. We need somebody like what you saw before with JD Vance standing on stage asking this guy like for real, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. The time for being nice politics is over. The time for gentlemanship is over. That shit's out the window now. We're not playing that game anymore. New rules. You were the fucking liberals rewrote them. We'll take it from here. We got you. I got a dime for you.
Biden sucks stuff. As yes, long as absolutely. As long as you don't mind getting fired the first day, you are absolutely in the hunt for education secretary. He wouldn't get fired the first day. No, but the education secretary would. Because <laughs> we're going to get rid of the Department of Education. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Dude, do you really want that job? The, the, I can put, put you in charge of the VA. Would that worked better? The, the number one, the only in primary duty of the Department of the Secretary of the Department of Education is to dismantle, dismantle the Department that of will Education. Be it. That's it. There's uh, out you go. Uh, bye bye. I have supplemented me and Justin's list of what we're <laughs> going to do in the first hundred hours, as we call oh, it, because yes. we said the first hundred days. But I said, dude, I have things I want to do in the first hundred hours. And Justin was like. You're fired. 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 I I was like, look, this is what we're going to do, bro. I was like, all right. So the first thing we're doing, we're legalizing weed automatically. Right off the bat. Right off the bat. First thing. Yeah. Everything is, it's. Forget this schedule one, schedule four bullshit. No, it's 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 just legal. Grow it in your backyard, smoke it, Period. whatever. No longer does the United States give a shit about <laughs> the word cannabis or anything to do with cannabis. And uh, if you smoke, grow, or have cannabis in the United States, it is not illegal. Have at it. Have at it. It's free. It's out there. Done. Peace. That's number one. God gave it to us to enjoy. Enjoy. Number two, Department of Education. Bye-bye. Okay? Yeah. IRS. You're going to be whittled back to literally just managing the books. That's it. Yeah. Not, not even big government's gone. Oh yeah. No. So you might as well hack this bitch down. You're going to have like five offices, six offices total for the federal government. Yeah. Not to include the department of of defense. Department of justice is gone. Gone. DOJ is gone. FBI, CIA, NSA. They're all fucking gone. Well, uh, we're, we're right. going to down, down to the bare minimum skeleton crew. We're going to play with a couple things there because there's some things that we still need. Yes. Them. Cause we're going to build the department of common sense. Correct. And the department of fuck around and find out. Correct. Yeah. And those will actually spearhead what will be over my overall division of the, um, grandiose delusions. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that's our platform running on grandiose delusions. Yep. So I, I'm just saying. Sa- Sackalot on Rumble said that you're stoned. I am? Uh-huh. No, he's all fucked up because no. of his pinched nerve. He's not actually stoned yet. Give him about 20 minutes to yeah. do our Justin tribute. So anyway, um, we'll get there soon. But <laughs> he's but, really but, fucked up because his neck. Oh, my neck is fucking neck. screwed, guys. It's so uh, bad. It's like, I thought it, it got better today. It did. I can move it more. I can, I have yeah. more freedom range does, of movement. It does look better. But, uh, oh my God, if I just move it too much in one direction or I look too quick the other direction, oh my God, it's the end of the world. Um, sucks. Sucks balls. Will we put God back in schools? Yes. Right along with the yeah, Pledge of absolutely. Allegiance. Yep. I pledge, of alle- I pledge allegiance to the oh, flag of the United by the States way, of America. You're going to be required to stand for the son of a bitch. And to the republic for which it stands, one nation under, under God. God. Yes. All right. Um, Biden sucks stuff. You can actually, you can absolutely go transfer the Forest Service after you've dismantled the education system. So, Do we really want to do that, though? Yes. Because some of those guys... I, I like the the force guys, like the ones that actually do the conserving, the conservators of like the national parks and stuff. 
Those guys are awesome. Yeah. That's something I wouldn't want to get rid of. Leanna, we haven't tried the rice sack yet because I don't have any pantyhose. I have to go buy some. <laughs> it's just like right now it's it's acting up because she hasn't been here all day. She just got home and yeah. we started getting into the show prep shit. So yeah. She didn't get a chance to give me any of my, my rub down oh, when she got home and poor thing. I, I won't get it tomorrow, so I'm trying to deal with it as best I can so I can walk around and just fucking grunt it out. Grit it out with the old teeth, you know? But don't worry about it. Um, yeah, the DOJ believes that uh, Trump still has more government documents down Mar-a-Lago, just so you're aware. Um, oh, Louisiana. Remember we were talking about BlackRock? Yeah. We talked about Virginia pulled from BlackRock? Yeah. Louisiana. Louisiana, too. Louisiana pulls from BlackRock. It's $794 No, no, million. it was always Louisiana. No, it was Virginia. Uh -huh. Louis no, it was Virginia the other night. It was Virginia the other night. I had Virginia, trust me. Okay. Anyway, yeah, Louisiana as well is pulled from BlackRock. So it's happening. Yeah, we all know about Tony Bobolinsky. We don't need to cover that again. Mm -mm. I don't know. That one's a weird one. Um, mm -mm, not doing that. And I guess let's just go do the tribute. I think that's the best way to go right now. Well, hold on. Because I was looking at stories and I don't have any more that I got to burn through that I've had sitting in my stack for the last week. Okay. I mean, I got all the stories for tonight, but I mean, I just, this is all old news. That's stuff that I hadn't burned through. Okay. Well, I mean, we could have some fun if we want to do that beforehand. I, I got to actually, I, I kind of have something, something a little bit, and this is a little bit, this is a little bit older. Um, so first off, your friend, Jeremy Brown, yep. that you served with, right? Mm -hmm. And they, um, so Jeremy Brown was uh, in DC on January 6th. Um, we spoke to him at the reckoning fest on the phone, Mick, he and Mick served together, although on different teams. Um, so, uh, he's been tried or he's being tried as an oath keeper on seditious conspiracy. However, there was something about a, a hand grenade. So, um, all right. So they found a hand grenade in his RV weeks after January 6th. And they tested the hand grenade and his DNA was not on it at all, but they're charging him with having a hand grenade in DC on January 6th. Yeah. Where was his RV at the time in which it was searched? Florida. So then how was the hand grenade that they can't They're that while well, they're trying it, they're tr they, they, it was just it was just ruled admissible. Oh my god! Yeah, she's gonna get ugly, folks. She's gonna. There's not a lot of people. But bring that in because um, on his, my because on his, my side, there's not a lot of people that are gonna sit by and let that well on idly because the judge ruled it admissible. That actually lets the defense open up that his DNA wasn't even on it. If they, if the judge had ruled it inadmissible, they actually would, the, the prosecution would have a stronger case. It, Which was is actually even, the, it was actually the prosecution that was trying to get it thrown out. 
Hmm. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's this. the only time that you see a prosecutor do doing something like that, where is an if appeal. Oh, oh, that actually makes so much sense now. Holy shit, folks. Because in appeal, they would be disbarred if it was ever brought to an appeal. But if you don't ever charge anybody or they don't plead out. Oh, that's what's about to happen, folks. Watch the prosecution is going to start throwing all these cases. Watch because they know on appeal they'll get disbarred. All right. And then at the same time, and there's two other stories concerning January 6th here. All right. Ex-CIA January 6th committee aide advised Biden-linked Ukraine consulting firm under DOJ investigation. This is from the National Pulse. It's quite a headline. A senior aide for the congressional January 6th committee is a former advisor for a consulting firm tied to Hunter Biden and his work for the controversial Ukrainian energy company Burisma. The company has been under investigation by the Justice Department for engaging in unregistered foreign lobbying on behalf of its Ukrainian client. Despite these concerns, former Blue Star Strategies senior advisor William C. Danvers, we know that name, is currently working for the House Select Committee to investigate the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol. Danvers is employed is employed as a senior researcher researcher according to congressional records where he makes $174,000 a year. Easy. Well, that's his reported annual salary, not including kickbacks. Probably more. He was previously listed as senior advisor to the Biden-linked Blue Star Strategies, a Washington DC-based consulting firm that worked to boost the public image of Ukraine-based energy company Burisma Holdings in November of 2015. Oh, his name is all over emails mm-hmm. and uh, Joe Biden. Yes, that's how Joe Biden that name. And, uh, and COVID. he is a and... senior advisor to the January 6th committee. Yeah. What do you know? It's all about he who you He also know. worked for John Kerry during the Obama administration. As his deputy staff director at the State Department. Oh, um, that's the other thing, too. The staff, as you leave, they will be fired. Oh, yeah. 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 They're not allowed to carry on anymore. So. It, it, new is, rules in this Congress. Is all, this is all connected. New rules in the Senate. I, I'm going to propose then, a whole bunch of new stuff. Do you remember the pipe bomb? Oh, yeah. I mean, who could forget the pipe bomb? I, I've talked right? about it at nausea. That was planted outside of the all, all RNC and the yep. DNC, supposedly yep. on January 5th. Yep. Morning of January 6th. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Revolver News did that Google, we played a little bit of it, mm-hmm. the Google Earth mm-hmm. walkthrough. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is really interesting. So the Google Earth walkthrough further exposes the FBI's January 6th pipe bomb hoax. Hoax, people. Hoax. Okay. Uh, So after Revolver News' investigative reports last month yielded irrefutable forensic evidence that the DOJ and FBI are withholding critical information regarding the so-called January 6th pipe bomber, we've decided to go one step further. Using the 3D Street View software available on Google Earth, we captured the precise walking path from the front door of the DNC building to the exact location where the DNC pipe bomb was placed. 
This walkthrough shows the DNC bomb was quite literally just around the corner from the DNC building's main entrance and right next to a security station. A security station. Several interesting revelations emerge from the walkthrough video. The moment one turns the corner from the front entrance onto South Capitol Street, one sees the exact bench where the bomb was placed. This bench, along with its companion bench, were not tucked away in some obscure side street. It is clear from the positioning of the benches relative to the DNC building that they would have been used frequently by passerbys, pedestrians, and DNC employees alike. Indeed, anyone who decided to enjoy their morning coffee on either of these two rather clean and inviting park benches anytime from 7 a.m. to noon on January 6th, which, mind you, D.C. on January 6th was filled with six and a half million people, would very likely have spotted the pipe bomb that was allegedly planted by the bench the evening before. Also readily apparent from the Google Earth walkthrough is the closeness of the pipe bomb location to the rear parking garage and the entry and exit doors to the DNC building. We pointed this out in the walkthrough video at timestamp 105. (laughs) The pipe bomb was basically smack dab between the parking deck, the entry and exit doors, and the front of the building. Why is this so important? Because there'd be nobody there. Mm. Well, recall that Kamala Harris curiously hid the fact that she was in the DNC building on January 6th. And it was only an entire year after the so-called insurrection that the press reported the vice president-elect was in the building the morning of the 6th while the pipe bomb was on the premises. Of course, as vice president-elect Camel Toe Harris enjoyed the protection of the Secret Service. That means the Secret Service must have conducted a sweep of the DNC building before she entered. They would have. According to Senator they would have Ron done, Johnson. They would have done exit and... The outside grounds and the inside. As well as the parking deck. Yep. And they would have done it 24 hours prior to. So the Secret Service definitively affirmed that they swept the outside areas of the DNC building adjacent to the entry and exit doors, as well as the parking deck. The notion that the Secret Service, the most elite protection detail in the world, swept the DNC building and managed to miss the pipe bomb is impossible to believe. Either that or what transpired was such an act of gross negligence that it is tantamount to deliberate malfeasance. Indeed, as the Google Earth satellite photo reveals, the pipe bomb was mere feet from both the entry and exit doors, as well as the parking garage where the Secret Service claims it conducted a sweep. So either the Secret Service did a really shitty job in conducting a sweep. What's the likelihood of that? Mm -hmm. Or the pipe bomb was never there in the first place. Which is what I think. Uh, That's what I think, too. Yeah. Which everything is pointing that direction right now. I mean, it's getting worse and worse. And wait, one more. Oh, look, that worked now. We must now draw attention to one more obvious and striking feature of the outdated. Okay, um, hold on. Because now that bench has actually been removed. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the Google Earth photo, um, it was there as of, or they they pulled it up in May when it had already been moved, but the Google Earth showed it still there. Okay. So um, there's a security guard looking right at the very bench where the pipe bomber is said to have planted the bomb in the Google Earth photo. Hmm. Literally direct line of sight. Yeah craziness anyway it's i don't a completely think so completely a fucking hoax completely hoax okay so yeah let's let's get on with the tribute i here. don't think so mick you'd have the national book of secrets access i know can i hook my phone into this is this here for what to play this audio 
Will that work? No, I don't know. It's a good question. Let's you can say. try it. Can't hear it. Um, hold on. That's fine. Okay. Go ahead. Try it. All right. Let's see. Oh. All right. Okay. Turn it on. Here we go. Pause it. All right. We'll do our Justin tribute, and then I, I think maybe I got my speech to work from today. All right. We'll play that. So Check it out. All right. Justin. Oh. We missed you, love. Every day. Bong water, motherfucker. Mophead live press briefing talking about the winter flu season. Updated back. No, thank you. Where's that at, Lindsay? Lindsay. Pull it up on YouTube. No, just pull up YouTube. And I just pulled, yeah, White House. There you go, 49 minutes to go. This one? Mm -hmm. You want to hear this? Do we? I don't know. Is there anything good in there, uh, Lindsay, that we especially want to listen to? Or should I just wait for the clips to pop up tomorrow? I really don't like to listen to the whole damn thing, I got to tell you. RNC Research does a great job pulling the clips. Without me having to listen to the whole fucking thing. Get your rogue sodas. Yep. All right. There we go. Uh, play it for comic relief, BT Wallace says. I mean, we'll play it if you want. But That's all right. We'll play this first. Here. See if you guys can hear this. Hold on. No, they can't hear it yet. I have not yet met this person, but I'm excited because I've heard a lot about her. Let me bring up V. Lynn Hugh. I'm sorry, I'm hiding my identity. <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah. Here we go. Where's our mic? Awesome. Oh, you got it? Cool. 
Yeah. I broke it. No, she didn't break it. She I'm just really good at breaking things. Oh, good. That's I'm my out. husband. I'm out. <laughs> Hello, y'all. I'm Velen. I'm from the Patriot Party Podcast. Um, you can check us out. We do a daily show, my husband and I, every night at 6 p.m. Eastern, pretty much everywhere except YouTube. We didn't even bother to try there. Unfortunately, my husband could not join said. me today because he pinched a nerve in his neck. But that's okay, because normally I have to share my time with him. So this just means that I get to have a whole time. But I want to tell you a little bit about us, my husband and I, before I talk about hope and healing. So uh, my husband's mother is my fifth grade teacher. I've literally known him my entire life. And she said, you never know. One of you girls might marry one of my boys because she had four of them. And we were like, oh, no way, Mrs. Q. Never, never in a million years. And I was a sucker that did it. Yes. My last name actually starts with Q. Okay. So um, some 20 years later, my husband stalked me for 15 years before it was considered stalking when it was just being persistent, you know, <laughs> when men actually were still persistent and didn't just give up at the least little challenge. And he convinced me to marry him. He was already in the army. He served for 21 years. And halfway through on his sixth combat tour, he hit an IED or the vehicle he was in hit an IED and he hit his head so hard on the windshield that he broke his Kevlar helmet and he detached the capillaries from a major artery in his corpus callosum and ended up with an arterial venous malformation uh, known as an ABM. So he was the personal security for the highest ranking officer in Iraq at the time, who was a colonel. And so he had his own quarters. And so people didn't notice that he was having seizures every night. They noticed his memory loss. So the army gave him a Palm Pilot because that's what the army does. And, you know, this is 18 years ago. And uh, he came home on leave for two weeks and he had a seizure. And I brought him to the hospital and they said, oh, he's really messed up in the head. We're going to have to do gamma knife radiation to fix it. And I said, no, you're not giving him brain cancer to fix this thing in the middle of his head. So we brought him to uh, Walter Reed Bethesda and he had the very best neurosurgeon in the country. Actually, the neurosurgeon was so good that while he had his hands in my husband's brain, they pulled him out to go work on Bob Woodward, who was the reporter that got injured in Iraq and they brought him into Bethesda and it was all that big deal. They actually pulled the surgeon off of my husband to go work on a reporter. Okay, I wasn't happy. But he survived. And they told me going into the surgery, they told me, because I, mind you, I was seven months pregnant when he had his final surgery. So I was not putting up with any kind of anything. Ladies, you know, when you're pregnant, like when you get to be the size of your actual house, there's, there's no more, right? You're not playing around anymore. Just give it to me straight. So I asked the doctors, I said, what's going to happen? I said, well, 50-50 shot, he makes it through the surgery, the craniotomy. I said, okay, so he's going to get off the table. What happens then? Well, there's an 85% chance he'll be dead in five years. Okay. Why do you say that? Well, we've only been doing the surgery for five years and everybody we've done it to is dead. Okay. I said, so where do you get the 15% from? And they said, hope and prayer. All right, I'll take it. You do what you do and I'll do what I do and we'll see who comes out on top. Okay. But then they told me as well, mind you, your husband will be a vegetable. He won't remember you. He'll never walk again. Um, he, he may not even be able to speak. You are going to be taking care of two infants, but one of them you're going to be taking care of for the rest of your life as an infant. And I said, you know what? You do what you do and I'll do what I do and we'll see who comes out on top. So when my husband woke up from the surgery, he was moving his arms and legs right away. 
So I knew, I knew obviously he was going to make it. He was going to get up. And after three or four days, again, I just get bigger every day, right? My babies were over nine pounds each. No joke. <laughs> yeah. You get very big. So he says to me, he's like, I got to pee, hand me the cup. And I said, no, 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 no. The smell of it makes me sick. I'm so tired of you pissing a cup that I'm holding. Oh my God. It's so gross. Get your ass out of bed and go to the bathroom. Like a big boy. You can move your arms and legs. You can get your ass out of bed and go to the bathroom. And he cussed me up and down. He called me every name under the sun as he started to get his ass out of bed and go to the bathroom. And I called the nurses to come and help me. And he's bitching the entire time. But I knew that if he didn't get out of bed right then, he was not going to get out of bed or it would take a very, very long time, right? Because it's not just about what the doctors do. It's about what's in your head. It's about what's in your mind. You are as strong as the weakest part of you. And there, there are three parts to all of us, your body, your mind, and your spirit. And if any of those three things is weak, then you are all you as weak. So today, my husband, 18 years later, uh, he actually stayed in the army. He was the first soldier to ever re-enlist at a Walter Reed Medical Hold Company, set the precedent, went special forces, went Delta, did 12 more combat tours. They actually call him Dick Punch because he used to like to shoot Afghanis um, where, where they dangle, where they dangle when they pee. Yeah. Um, from a mile away. It's fun. That's how, that's how he's not on our show. Yeah. It's a blast. It was an accident the first time after that, it was just fun. So, but, uh, he did 12 more tours. He served 21 years. He got out. He became a firefighter. Now he installs garage doors. He walks every single day when I kick him out of bed and I kick him out of bed every single day, except today, because he couldn't move his head. And I felt so bad for him. He's in so much pain with that pinched nerve, but he'll get through it because that's what we do, right? That's what we do. If you believe when you get that piece of paper that says you have COVID, oh my God, you have COVID. The day before you had a cold and now you have this piece of paper and you're going to die. So what happened to my mother. She didn't die, but that's what she did, right? She came over one day and she was like, she just come home from South Carolina. She's not vaccinated, by the way. I've kept her pure, but all her friends are. And she, uh, she came home and she's like, man, I think I caught a cold. And my dad was like, oh, you have to go get a COVID test. I couldn't keep him pure. I'm sorry to say, but uh, she went and got a COVID test and she came, she called me the next day and she'd just been in my house 12 hours before. And she called me and she was like, I feel terrible. I'm going to die. Mom, you're not going to die. And I got, I got every vitamin I had. I, I had a little COVID bag I put together for all my friends with hydroxychloroquine because it's family and Dr. Stella had sent a prescription. You know, it is a prescription drug. You can't just give it out to your friends. Ivermectin. And I called Dr. Stella Emanuel and I was like, please talk to my mom and tell her she's not going to die. Okay. Dr. Stella's a good friend. And she did. And I drove to my mom's house and I started feeding her vitamins and lots of water and chicken soup the way that we used to handle a cold when we got a cold. And you know what? My mom didn't die. But so many people go into the hospital with that mindset, I'm going to die. And they do. Because if you have it in your head, that's what's going to happen. 
So when the pandemic hit, I, uh, I was full in the rat race, the pandemic. I'm sorry. I said that wrong. When the pandemic hit, I was full in the rat race. I, I ran a very large hotel. Um, I worked a hundred hours a week. I hardly ever saw my kids. I didn't eat right. I ate out of the hotel cafeteria, which is all sourced out of Cisco because every, every restaurant, every cafeteria, every place you eat, it's all sourced out of Cisco. It's all GMO. It's, it's not healthy. It's not fresh. It's not real food. Okay. I gained 50 pounds and I did 30,000 steps a day and I weighed 50 pounds more than I do right now. And I was unhealthy. I was inside all the time. I was cranky. I was angry because I never saw the sun. I never saw my kids. I never saw my husband. I worked 15 hours a day and I went home and I ate whatever crap I could find. And I went back to bed and I got up and I did it again. And then the pandemic hit and I already had COVID. I actually had COVID when it hit and I just didn't know it because it was so early. And I told my boss, I can't be coughing on people in the middle of a pandemic. Send me home. It was supposed to be for eight weeks. I was like, it'll give me a chance to recover. And I did. Eight weeks turned into 11 months. I was okay with that because so many people when the pandemic hit and they got kicked out of their jobs and they sent sat home, they took their COVID money and they went and they bought a new TV and a whole bunch of bonbons. And they sat their butts in front of their TV on the couch and they ate those bonbons. I had a little different motivation because I didn't, I already felt gross. And I knew that the only way that I was going to get healthy, that I was going to kick this horrible, and it was horrible. I felt like I got hit by a truck when I got COVID. I ran 104 degree fever for six weeks. Okay. It was like an elephant was sitting on my chest. I couldn't breathe. I coughed constantly. It was really, really bad. So when I got out of my job, I went home and I slept for a week. And then I got up and I started exercising. I started doing insanity, which is insane, by the way. It's really, truly insane. But then I started getting energy. So then I started running and then I had more energy. So by the end, I walked four miles a day in the morning on the beach, which down here we have the most amazing beaches. I'm in Savannah, but it's the same thing. And then I would do insanity for 45 minutes. And then I would do a three mile run in the evening. And I lost 50 pounds in three months. But at the same time, I stopped eating sugar. I stopped eating junk because I didn't crave it anymore. I started eating real food. Then I started growing my own food. Any of you guys grow your own food? Tomatoes, herbs, salads, anything like that. You know, when you go to the grocery store now and you buy a bag of salad, it lasts like three days and it tastes nasty, right? Because it's been sitting on a, a ship off the coast of California for three weeks. And before that, it came from China where it was processed, but it was actually picked in Mexico. So it's been in shipping for two months before it ever gets to your table. And by the time it gets to you, it's nasty. And the only reason it even looks halfway decent is because there's so many chemicals on it to make it look new. It's not new, it's old. So I started growing my own food and I got healthy. And when my body got healthy, my mind got healthy and my mind got stronger. And I began to see the bigger picture, the plan as it were, right? And, and I don't mean the cabal's plan because we know that the cabal has been planning all of this that's been going on for generations, a hundred years, right? At least since World War II, maybe World War I, um, but it's been coming a long time. No, I mean, the plan that's greater than all of us. And I don't mean the Q plan either, although I think the Q plan was divinely inspired. I mean, God's plan. Okay. And we got this, I got a message 
because I spent the last two years researching COVID, the effects of the jab, and speaking about death. And that's what I have talked about for two years is death. And don't get me wrong, it's really important to warn people about the side effects of the jab and how now they're estimating 20 million people worldwide have already died and 2 billion have had serious adverse effects, right? I mean, anybody here get the jab? No? Okay. Congratulations, because you guys have withstood the largest, most extensive, most expensive propaganda that's ever been perpetrated on humanity. But we all have friends and family who got the jab. We all have friends and family who got conned, right? That's really what it was, they got conned. Yeah, my, my dad, um, too, too many friends and family to count. I don't know about y'all, but I heard a little voice in my head at the beginning of this telling me not to get that jab, right? Yeah, that voice, that voice is God. It used to be when you heard a voice in your head, they said you were crazy. But now they said you're crazy. It used to be if you heard voices, you were a saint, right? People looked up to you. People wanted to know what God was telling you. Now, if you hear a voice in your head, you're crazy and you need to go to the loony bin where they pump you full of lithium and give you electric shock treatment because they don't want you to hear God anymore. We don't even know how to listen to God anymore. But the message that I got was that I had to stop talking about death and despair and destruction because we are coming to a point where we are manifesting a reality that is so bad that we will not be able to recover from it. So instead, we need to talk about hope and healing because what man destroys, God can fix and only God can fix, right? And we've come to the point where now only God can fix this. So we need to be strong in body, in mind, and in spirit to get through this together. And when I say be strong in spirit, you know, they say put on the armor of God. I don't mean go to church every day because I don't believe that God resides in a church that man made. God resides in the places that he made. Go outside. Nature is the most beautiful thing. And that's where you can hear God. But I have no idea how long I've been going. So, oh, good. Look, there's a clock there. I like it. Fantastic. Okay. Well, good. I still have three minutes left. Perfect. So as I've been talking to you guys, and I've asked you a couple of questions here and there, but I, I would never expect you to talk to me unless I spoke to you first. We can't expect God to talk to us unless we talk to him first. I personally firmly believe that the jab has disconnected people from God at the genetic level. Okay. And, and there, there's, besides the, the priest monks in Greece that were talking about how they could not hear God for 40 days after taking the jab, if you break down the words DNA, doxyribonucleic acid, dio is God, oxy is one, ribo means truth or translator, but in this instance, truth, nucleic is inside and acid is fire. So doxyribonucleic acid literally translates to the truth of the one God and the fire inside you. God is inside you. God is everywhere. God is all around you. But we've lost so much of our connection with him. We are all connected and we are all connected to source, to God through that connection. We have to get that back. And we get that back through prayer. We talk to God through prayer. We call it prayer, but God can hear your thoughts. You just have to talk to him in order for him to talk back to you. 
And you need to learn how to listen. Listen to that little voice inside, that little voice that told you don't get the jab. That's that same voice that's guiding us all now and pushing us forward to get through this so that we can all come out the better side, stronger and together. Because if we fall apart now, humanity is lost. And I don't want that. I don't want to lose my friends and family. I don't want to lose all these people that have taken the jab. I definitely don't want to lose humanity because I still have hope in humanity. I, I still believe in humanity. So thank you all. You can tune into the Patriot Party podcast. We do the news every day on Rumble, Twitch, DLive. All right. You guys know where to find us because you're watching or listening right now. But uh tearjerker, hun. Huh? <laughs> I, I had pulling I, at it, huh? I, I had people crying. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. I had people crying. Did I, you get a standing ovation? Uh, yeah. Uh, people, people came up to me afterwards. Uh, Redpills.tv and hold on. No, they they turn it off at the end so people don't they don't hear like after everyone. Oh yeah. Anyway, um, they turn they turn off the audio, but in between speakers. Well, that sucks. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, people came up to me afterwards and told me that it, I was their favorite speaker. I was I was. Very humbled. There you go. So anyway, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. And uh, we met, I met some, met some awesome people there. Um, some I'm looking forward to bringing on the show soon. So we're going to, what's the next well, one? Tampa's on Friday. I don't know if we're going to make Tampa cause it would be, I, I, we could, if we dropped the kid off at school and we drove straight down, we'd leave here at like, We'd probably get there at like one, one thirty. And then we'd turn around and drive back and we'd get home at like eight, nine o'clock at night on Friday. And we'd have to miss our show. Mm-hmm. It's a twelve hour drive for a twenty minute speech. <laughs> that might be a little rough. <sighs> so um I don't know. All right. Well, well, we're going to play that one. By well, you. yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not sure how we could work the logistics out on that one. Cause we do have two children that need attention. Yes. So, you know, anyway, Hey, we helped him out here. We'll help him out again down in, uh, Texas when he does the Albuquerque one too. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh because yeah. That's going to be a bigger one anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but it was, it was, uh, it was good. And I, I didn't, um, Mick asked me, he's like, did you write your speech down? I said, no, I just got up and talked. And what did I say? Good. Cause that's exactly. how we do it. That's exactly how we do it. I was that's like, don't do write it. speeches. No, just no. Get up and talk. So don't fucking, if you don't write it, if you write it, that means you prepared something, which means that you're probably lying. Well, so Cisco's kid said, I used to drive six hours one way to eat lunch with my future wife. Go, they need your voice. I mean, now Friday is mixed day off usually, although I don't. Uh, this week I've already had two. Yeah. So you probably will be working on Friday. Yeah. But if you brought the kid to school on Friday, I could go down. Like get the show set up Thursday night and then call in for the show Friday. You'd run the show Friday night. That's a possibility. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway. Um, the Holy Spirit always gives me the word Cisco kid. That's honestly, that's where, that's where they came from on Sunday. Um, 
during conspiracy, that's that's where they came from today. I just opened my mouth and and I just let the words pour out because I I don't yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. No, I got you. And your story, our story is very inspiring. You know, I mean we've been telling it for a long time, but um I have no idea why. <laughs> if you all understood what it took to get here. <laughs> that's why. Because they get a little glimmer of what it took to get here. Yeah. And most people don't even ever go through that little glimmer. So anyway. Uh so yeah. Go go ahead and 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 see what I what good old old camel toe is. Old camel toe. We're gonna be followed up by old camel toe. Yes, <laughs> camel toe. She's back. She's back. She said some rather stupid shit in the last well, 24, 48 she hours. Did. She always does. She always does. She's good like that though. Twat. And speaking of the system of justice, we are also changing, y'all might have heard that this week, the federal government's approach to marijuana. <laughs> because the bottom line there is nobody should have to go to jail for smoking weed. <laughs> Dude, that bitch gets so high and blasted all the fucking time. You know that's the case. You all know that's right. I might keep that clip downloaded on my phone. So if we ever get pulled over smoking weed, I can play it for the cop. Camel Toe said. No one should ever go to jail for smoking weed. weed. I think you all should do that. I think you all (laughs) should be a part of this. I think that will make a bigger scene. Just like when the IRS comes knocking at your door. One of those new 87,000 IRS agents, you should have that clip of Joe on your phone saying, if you made less than $400,000 last year, you won't pay a penny more in taxes. Yep. Yep. I don't know you shit. I paid exactly the same amount I paid last year, which was nothing. I didn't pay last year. Touche, madame. <laughs> we got some time yet. Yeah. We got quite a bit yet. So, uh, what's this? I don't even know what this one is. It was so early this morning. I, when I was know. pulling clips you were to be pulling quite clips? honest with you. It was like 5.30 this morning that I was setting the show up. Oh, man. I tell you, Alex, I actually had the privilege of being able to watch you before I came on. And I'll tell you, I didn't expect to do this, but I'd like to talk a little bit about COVID and the war. Sure. So, let me put this out there. We just filed a billion-dollar lawsuit against EcoHealth Alliance and several others the creation of SARS-CoV-2 in the lab in Wuhan, China, with the Chinese, okay? So we've alleged that they've created it there. We believe we can prove it in court, and we're going we're gonna to show it. I think we're going to win this. We've got a firsthand whistleblower. we got all these different things. This is the greatest conspiracy ever unleashed on mankind. Six and a half million dead by their numbers, right? They kill six and a half million dead. You've seen, the, you've seen all sorts of distractions coming up to the election, coming up to all this. You know, we file, we file the, one of the biggest lawsuits in history on this sort of thing. All of a sudden, we've got some major talk of some war stuff. We got some. Oh. No, 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 no. Sir, I'm listening to you. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So we got some major talks of some war stuff. We got some major talks of some chaos of all this stuff going on. So. The question I would ask is given that we we put this lawsuit out there 
And given that we've just released a report that tied this to Hunter Biden, that tied this to the U.S. intelligence community, that tied this to the military-industrial complex, isn't it convenient that with all these ties to all of these people, that suddenly we're talking about a war? Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, stop it there. Get ready for this. Whole, no, we're not watching thing, the, the whole thing of InfoWars. But the beginning of that was the most important, what Tom Wren said there. Yes. Um, because he 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 pulled up, well, we pulled out what we actually gave him a year ago. What's year, that? A year and a half ago. That document that proved that oh oh yeah that Hunter yeah. and Rosemont Seneca were directly involved oh, yeah. in developing yes. COVID. Yes. No, 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 that that the the plutonium document. Yeah, it was document. the plutonium document. Yes, yeah, yes, it was email. it was in the email yeah. though that I yeah, uncovered yeah, yeah. and opened and it opened for me and I copied and printed it out. Yes, yes. Um, and and we sent that to Tom Renz and now he's using it as lawsuit. That's fucking awesome. Fantastic. So. Uh, I love Tom Runs. He's fantastic. Yes. Um, if you guys are not aware that the Biden crime family was directly involved in developing and I, unleashing COVID-19 on the world, Mick told you that a year and a half ago. I, I saw him in um, Vegas. Actually. Yes. Y yeah. I was out there, went to a speaking engagement, didn't even. With Joey Gilbert. Yeah. I didn't even know he was going to be there. And he was there and I walked up and shook his hand. He's like. Holy shit, what are you doing here? <laughs> yep. And we saw him at Reckoning Fest too. Yep. Yep. I need to call him and get him back on here. So. Well, Jesse Waters is back at it. Yes. Good evening, class. Good evening. Better Jaekwondo master. Yes. You'll have to go back and watch the replay because they uh, we just played my speech from the truth. Believe it or not, politics wasn't so easy to get into back in the day. Aside from shaking thousands of hands and kissing hundreds of babies, you always had to be on your A game. If you didn't come off as the sharpest, wittiest, and yes, even the smartest, there was always somebody else who would. Is there any doubt in your mind that you would be able to function in such circumstances? Not at all, Mr. Truitt, and I, and I want you to know that also, I will not make age an issue of this campaign. I am not going to exploit for political purposes, my opponent's youth and inexperience. <laughs> but nowadays, they'll let just about anybody run for office. You don't even have to be that good looking or have a catchy slogan or even have a good idea. You don't even have to have ever been successful in your life at anything. All you have to do if you want the Hispanic vote is do the Macarena. But if you can't dance like Hillary or if no one really wants to hear you talk, you just go to plan B. You just whip out your phone and play some Despacito. I have one thing to say. Hang on here. <laughs> All right. There you go. Dance a little bit, Joe. Come on. So in other words, you just pander. And when the talent runs low, the pandering becomes blatant and very uncomfortable. 
Example number one, Katie Hobbs, who's running against Republican Kerry Lake for governor in Arizona, a state where about one third of the population is Hispanic. And Hobbs may not be a Spanish name, but to her, it's close enough. What have you learned, specifically learned from the Latino community? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I don't necessarily uh, think about it that way in those terms. And, um, and I learn all the time from, from people uh, in my life. My sister-in-law, um, she is uh, Latino and uh, her family, uh, I love hanging out with them and uh, practicing my Espanol. <laughs> and I, and I, um, I, I, Arizona wouldn't be Arizona without the, what the Latino community brings. So we learned two things here. This Democrat who wants to be the governor of Arizona hasn't thought at all about a third of the people living in her state. And two, that was Katie Hobbs thinking on her feet. My brother married a Latina and a bunch of ums and uhs. Now it gets really awkward because the guy asking the question is Latino and you can tell he wasn't really happy with that answer. So there's not one specific lesson you could share with you, other than Espanol with you. Uh, it's one third of the state. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Uh, I, I, I mean, I think there's there's many lessons. Uh, the the emphasis on uh, family values, uh, hard work. So Latinos are just Catholic, and I see some of them doing a lot of construction. That's her answer. That's like saying you like Italians because their pizza's good, which it is. But still, who is this Katie Hobbs anyway? Remember when the Democrats thought Kavanaugh's yearbook was controversial because he drank? Well, we got a hold of Katie Hobbs high school yearbook back in the 80s, and Katie Hobbs organized a slave day at school. As a student leader, Hobbs held slave auctions at her school, put freshmen in chains, and seniors got to play masters for the day. So let me get this straight. Democrats are running a Senate candidate who chased an innocent black guy out of town in Pennsylvania with a shotgun and a gubernatorial candidate in Arizona who held mock slave auctions. Has anybody even asked Katie Hobbs about this? Well, of course not. She's a Democrat. Nope. Democrats can just get behind candidates in blackface or even get behind presidents who speak at the funerals of Klansmen. What? And is there a week limit different than 15 weeks you are in favor of? And if so, why? Uh, I, I don't support the 15-week the ban. If an Arizona voter were to conclude from your previous answer that you do not favor any specific week limit on abortion, would they be correct? I support leaving the decision between a woman and her doctor and leaving politicians entirely out of it. So that was Katie Hobbs being asked about abortion. And yes, she believes in partial birth abortion. Wouldn't it be great if Katie Hobbs' opponent, Republican Carrie Lake, could debate her and really hash that issue out? Well, unfortunately, that's not going to happen. Of course not. You know, the Spanish-speaking partial birth abortion supporting slave auctioneer has a very packed schedule. Are you saying this morning that there is no circumstance that you can envision or would even try to negotiate in which you and Carrie Lake would appear at a debate together before the election? At this point in the race with 30 days to go, uh, our schedule in terms of, of forums uh, is pretty much set. And, and I'm 
really happy with where we are in uh, the plans we have to continue talking directly to the voters of Arizona. Yeah, you can't change your schedule because it's set. Who sets your schedule again? Oh, that's right, you do. But if you think the Democratic candidate for governor is bad, wait until you see who the Democrats are getting behind for Senate in Pennsylvania. John Fetterman. Yeah, we already know so, all about Fetterman. We have talked about Fetterman at once. Uh, yeah, some gloves came off over at Fox News, apparently. Mm-hmm. Somebody got new marching orders because they've been letting it rip the last couple of days. Uh, yeah, parent Tucker got let off his leash, too. Yeah? Yeah. Tucker, fucking uh, everyone over there has been. It's been pretty bad ass. Uh, yeah, this is funny. This I actually saw a little bit of. I actually saw this. It was on when I woke up, I think. In a half stutterance. Well, Rolling Stone, Rolling Stone is accusing Republicans of fear-mongering, and it's calling the rainbow fentanyl threat fake. The magazine releasing this article titled, No Treats, Only Tricks. Republicans try to ruin Halloween with fake rainbow fentanyl threat. Republican senators are trying to convince parents that the cartels are in the house down the block, handing out synthetic opioids to kids. The article was published after we talked about a PSA issued by 12 Republican senators here on Outnumbered. Watch. Fake pills laced with fentanyl are beginning to look like candy in an effort to lure young Americans. Rainbow fentanyl comes in a variety of bright colors, shapes, and sizes, including pills, powders, and blocks that resemble sidewalk chalk. According to the DEA, these pills are a deliberate effort by drug traffickers to drive addiction amongst kids and young adults. This epidemic is exploding, which is why this Halloween, let's join forces and look out for one another. While I understand it's inconvenient for Democrats to acknowledge the fentanyl crisis that they're doing very little about, I can say as a mother of three, it is something that I worry about. Kaylee, you have young kids. Now, no one is saying that the cartel is going house to house and they're targeting these young elementary school age kids. No one is actually saying that. But let's be honest, mistakes can happen. And when you have young children and you have these color-coded tablets all over the place, you worry that they could accidentally ingest them. Sure. Connecticut found 15,000 packages of Skittles and Nerds with fentanyl in them. And how dare Rolling Stone say this when you have just 27% of teenagers, 27% who are aware fentanyl can be mixed with Adderall or some other medication. That is a very small percent. And in fact, most teens rank heroin as more lethal than fentanyl. So regardless of who this could affect, a child on Halloween, which it could certainly happen, or a teenager, we know 13-year-olds are dying. The fact is Republicans put together a PSA to get the word out to teenagers, young children, parents that this is happening and a fentanyl's crossed our border to kill every man, woman, and child in one. Let's get get this right, okay? If, if your kid goes out, gets a fentanyl pill dropped in their bag, right? Mm-hmm. Come home to you, right? Mom, I got all my candy. Okay, let me check it. Boom. You start checking the candy. Boom. You move the motherfucker. Fentanyl is now in your system. Oh, you're dead. You're dead. Just by touching it. Boom. Okay. So if now- your kid goes digging in his bag for a piece of candy as he's walking down the street and touches it, dropping down the street. So this gets serious because 
now you get first responders or somebody who says, Hey, I've got a parent down with a child down in a house. Now we get there, fire department gets there. Uh, we have no known cause. They're both out on the ground. We can see them through the window because we're not running in there. And everybody's asking, why are you not running in there? Because we have no idea what killed them. Mm -hmm. We have no idea what put them in the condition that they're in right now. Last thing we want to do is go change the environment that they're in because if we do something drastic, it could kill them. So it's always thought about through that lens. So remember that before you automatically start chastising the fire department because they're just not running in. All right. Um, and we've seen, I've seen the videos before. There's a video, uh, matter of fact, you know what? I'm going to fucking do this and I don't know. See if you can find it. Do this. Yes. Because this is a, a very, it, it's actually really scary when you look at it. It's a old school video. Well, you put the, put us up while you look for that. All right, we'll do. Because I've got another story to cover. Speaking of kids dropping dead. Which Speaking of that. I know it's terrible. Um, because I, again, I don't like to concentrate on the death and destruction anymore. However, maybe this one will make a difference. Who knows? Uh, do y'all remember back in June when Congressman Castine's daughter, 17-year-old daughter Gwen, died unexpectedly? Yes. Um, she she died in her bed. Um, so they just released her cause of death. She died of a sudden cardiac arrhythmia. Her parents said, in layman's terms, she was fine, and then her heart stopped. We don't know what caused the arrhythmia. And likely never will. Well, I know what caused the arrhythmia. Yeah. We all do. Um, she died in the family home just before 7 a.m. So let's see. She, she came home from an evening with friends, went to bed and didn't wake up. Said she was a healthy teenager. She ate well, exercised, got regular checkups, didn't suffer from any behavioral health issues, and had close relationships with family and friends, they said, adding that she had received a COVID-19 vaccine. She had also tested positive for COVID-19 on multiple occasions, but did not experience symptoms. Yep. Yeah. All right. Did you find that? Yes, I did. Okay. So check Hold this on. out. This is uh, really interesting. Okay. So this is kind of the same thing, the same type of effect you would see if you had a um, fentanyl, like a pill in a bag. Okay. This is kind of the same thing. Not necessarily that you would see, but it, the effect would be the same. All right. Now just be aware. All right. Uh, we're this is going to be a disturbing video. All right. It's bad. So don't, don't think it's good by any means, shape or form. So if you get queasy to the stomach to stuff like this, please go ahead and turn off your, your video part of this. But if you don't just pay attention, this is an interesting video. We call these, uh, in the fire department, we always called cops blue canaries because you would see them do this all the time. Uh -uh. All right. So literally what you're looking at here. Okay. 
in this image, this cop just pulled up. He called and said that he was on site of a accident that had taken place. Now, he said he had a body out in the road as he was driving up. He could see a body out in the middle of the road. And you can, you can see one laying right there next to the truck. Okay. Stop. Hold on. You can see, you can see one right here laying next to the truck. And then you see this great big nurse tank right here. That's over on its side. Now the nurse tank is full of ammonia, uh, or yeah, ammonia. And, uh, it, uh, when it flipped, it all flustered. It stays real low to the ground. Right? So the cop gets out of his car and you watch him on the, on the video, on the dash cam video. Matter of fact, we'll just play it and I'll just mute it on my end so I can just talk you, talk you through it. Cause I know what happens. I've seen this before. Um, anyway, as you watch, you're going to see the cop get out. You see the smoke billowing across the road. That's all bad things, folks. When you see white smoke like that, that's not natural. There's nothing natural about that. Um, that's not a, supposed to happen like that. So the cop gets out of the car. This is why we call them blue canaries right here. And, um, he goes running up to try to, you know, save the day. And instead of running up to save the day, um, he runs up and ends up dying. And you end up hearing his last gasps of breath over the radio. And that is the same thing when it comes to fentanyl. That's the same way you fucking die. It's instant. You don't even know it. It's such an overdose to our system. It's such an absolute shock to every part of our limbic system. It kills us. That's how bad it is. Just give you an idea. So your kid comes home with fentanyl this Halloween. Think about it. That is fucking horrible. Nonetheless, that's really scary. It is. But that's that's how bad that's how fast that shit happens. No shit. And it is. It's a scary thing to think about. Think about your own household. Close think about I just played that. Yeah, it, it was only halfway through. No, that's OK. We don't have oh, okay. the whole thing. I mean, think about this, right? So I, I think about kids go out trick or treating, right? Come home. They got their bags, you know. Um. Uh, we're off doing different things, bouncing around the house, putting stuff back together. Halloween's over. We're getting ready to go to Thanksgiving type shit. Come back in. One of the kids is on the ground. She goes up to help him out. She's calling for me. I can't hear her. I don't know where I'm at. I can't hear her. I come in. They're both on the ground. I go to help her and them. And now I'm on the ground. My oldest son comes in, sees all of us on the ground, and then says what? So you see how this gets progressively worse. Mm -hmm. If you even go and try, okay, so you don't believe me it's that bad. Oh, it's not that bad. Three kids, uh, West Point graduates. Went down to no. uh, cadets. Went, cadets. Oh, that's right. They were cadets. Yeah. Went down to uh, spring break. Spring break. And they were uh, 
thought they were doing coke. One of them did a hit, fucking keeled over. His buddy started doing chest compressions and immediately started doing CPR. And his buddy died. First breath that came out of that dude's mouth. First amount of pressure that was expelled from the lungs of the dude that was already infected killed his buddy just like that. Yep. It is that bad. It It's not... It, it's not a joke. I, 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 I warn everybody about fentanyl. Fentanyl is deadly, deadly, deadly. The dusts, the particles, if it touches your skin, it's like, it's like acid. I told you about that, that story in the eighties that we, we talk about all the time. Yeah. It used to be like the, Oh, don't do acid story, man. And they talk about this kid that was running from the cops yeah. with the double dip Jerry Garcia's against his skin. And he jumped over a fence and landed right in a fucking pool. Yeah. In a swimming pool. Killed him just like that. Yep. All that acid right to his heart. Yep. Right into his bloodstream. Done. Dead. Yep. So I, I just, just something to think about throwing it out there. My take. <sighs> Yeah. No, no, Narcan can't. No, there's no not Narcan. enough. There's not enough Narcan out there for that. It's too. If fast. you if you get a milligram of that in your blood, you're a dead. Microgram. You're dead. You're dead. Yeah. Period. There's no Narcan. Oh, I can't give you enough Narcan. Fast enough. You have to have that within the first like ten seconds of aspiration or inhalation. Yeah. It is scary shit, and it's scary to think that right now we've got to worry about kids and candy and. Halloween. Halloween. Who the fuck put that together? I don't know. My biggest worry about Halloween right now should be figuring out how to make a Kermit the Frog in a tuxedo costume. That <laughs> sounds like a you problem. <sighs> yeah. You know what? I know, I know that there's a fine seamstress out there. I know there's a couple, actually. I'm I'm not having it custom made. I know I know of two. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm buying them a, a cheap tuxedo at Goodwill and getting them a Kermit the Frog costume and sticking one in the other. I think we'd need to convince him to go kick. I think so too. He should definitely be the kick frog, folks. Should my kid go as a kick frog? Yes. For Halloween, people will think he's Kermit, but he'll actually be the kick frog. Yeah, and he can actually just say, "No, I'm the kick frog." Come yeah. Exactly. And everybody else would be like, "What's that? You don't know." That's hysterical. Sergeant Peterson said, uh, why is it being made? Is someone trying to put it in the food supply or the water supply? I mean. Why is what being made? What, fentanyl? Um, it's it's made in, well, the ingredients are made in China, and it's generally, uh, they're put together in Mexico by the Chinese in coordination with the cartels and sent over the border to us. Why is it being made? To kill us. Are they trying to put it in the food and the water supply? I wouldn't put it past them. Well, no, fentanyl has a drug purpose. Absolutely. It has a drug it, it has purpose a, yes, but in a controlled environment. Absolutely. But this is not medical grade fentanyl that we're talking about. No, 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 no. This is far from that. Exactly. This is fucking street fentanyl. This is, yeah, this is a, different. a scary form of fentanyl. Yes. Have the Cumberbund say, say kek. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs>
Damn, Liana coming Bad. through. All right. Like the queen she is. Red, red check marked and everything. Hmm. You're the only one in here, red check marked. Shit. Liana, give me a red check, red check mark. What the fuck's the deal with this? Oh. Tell the tell the mats. What's the next clip we got here? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Okay. We'll play. We'll just play it. Fuck it. We're just uh, going. I don't, with even, it. I don't, I don't even, even know, know what it Back is. Back to five thirty in the morning. Yeah. No idea. You loaded it up. It's aiming at silencing the community, silencing dissent, um, making sure that people are afraid enough. Um, you know that they literally stated um, multiple times over the past months, over the past years. You know, we will hunt you down wherever you are. So that's a clear message to anyone. Um, seeking seeking to leave China or already having left China, that you're not safe anywhere. Our latest investigation, 110 Overseas, China's transnational policing um, gone wild, documents one specific campaign operated by a couple of counties within China using illegal methods to target, approach, and persuade individuals abroad to return to China against their will, illegal methods which included threatening harassment of their family members, relatives back home, but also the use of individuals linked to the United Front operating in so-called overseas police uh, stations everywhere in the world, across the five continents, to assist in these illegal policing operations against Chinese overseas. The particular campaign to counter telecom fraud, or at least that is what they call it, um, has brought back 230,000 individuals between April 2021 20, and July of this year, according to official numbers released by the Ministry of Public Security in China. So obviously we're talking huge numbers, so we started looking into this specific campaign carried out by a couple of provinces, a couple of counties in particular, and we came across the fact that they are now you know, using the kind of united front network that we know exists around the world, but that you know the Ministry of Public Security, the local county public security bureaus are building on this existing framework to set up this kind of overseas, well, not kind of, literally overseas police service centers that can be used and have been used. So this is obviously completely illegal. This is no regular international police cooperation, which obviously there's very strict rules. These have been set up without any knowledge of local authorities, without any requests. I think it also shows how one brazen the CCP is getting and, and how little regard they have, I would say, for, for other governments. You know, when they talk about non-interference, this is a kind of non-interference, I guess, that that the CCP uh, likes to, to boast about, which obviously it's an in violation of international law. It's in violation of territorial sovereignty. So... On these 230,000, we don't really have an account of what happened to, to each individual. So the persuasion tactics used when they, they use family members, relatives, loved ones, but even in some cases, you know, community, maybe community elders, people that are responsible for a certain um, part of the community, they can either, you know, keep their kids from going to, to public schools, from attending certain schools, they can cut off benefits, you know, which may be social benefits, health benefits. They may confiscate the properties of those people. They may confiscate maybe their, their bank accounts or freeze their bank accounts. Um, you know, people may lose their employment, be banned from certain employment. So anything really to convince them 
to persuade their family members or, or otherwise related person uh, to come back. But in some cases, it goes a lot further and they will, you know, interrogate people, bring people in for interrogation, maybe detain people. Um, there's also guilt by association. There's accounts of people being um, actually prosecuted or arrested for the charges against their family member or the presumed charges. So this is already happening. Uh, we, we, we know these techniques are being used at all levels. I think we were a bit surprised ourselves to see that even for these kind of lower level targets, uh, we would say, which are telecom fraud, um, they are using the same techniques and they are really building this apparatus around the world or building on you know, an already existing apparatus and expanding on it. We think we caught this quite at the beginning. Uh, the Fuzhou ones, for example, the one in New York, was set up the first batch only in January of this year. So we're really at the start of it. But we also know that they're building on an existing network of United Front Work um, organizations. So this may escalate very quickly, if not stopped right at the beginning. That is uh, extremely important. And scary as fuck. Yes, because it is. it's coming here too. You know, um, the, the Chinese are setting up their own police stations in other countries around the world, including here. Yeah. Private to, to police their own citizens. There was a kid who was in college here and he posted a meme said something on social media against the CCP and they did exactly that. They harassed his family, threatened his family. Um, he was forced back to China and I don't think he's been seen from again. Well, he's probably he's dead. disappeared. Yeah. Or he's in a, he's, he's been harvested. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, for the greater collective to fuck the greater collective, they're selling his organs. Young, healthy kid. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, just ridiculous. Anyway, what's this? Should we close out with this jackass? What's this jackass? I, I, I don't know. I don't even know. Either. I don't even know what this. How long is, is it? Four, four minutes. minutes? Oh no, I can't listen to him for. Four I don't minutes. know what it is. Well, it looks like one of Joe Biden's recent gaffes has worried American voters. A new poll carried out by INI TIPP has found that a majority, nearly two thirds of voters, are concerned over Joe Biden's mental health after one very awkward mix up. Late last month, Joe Biden had a confusing moment on stage where he was speaking at a White House event on hunger, nutrition and health. He began to thank the bipartisan support from Republican and Democrat leaders when he searched the crowd for Congresswoman Jackie Walorski. Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? The issue was Jackie Walorski had tragically died in a car crash in August this year. And Joe Biden had released a statement at the time of her death saying that he and Jill were shocked and saddened by her passing. The blunder caused widespread criticism for the Biden administration, as it was just another example of the pre Yeah, okay. We we went over this ad, ad nauseum. Um, and oh, so this is an old video. I brought up the wrong one. No, 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 not at all. It's uh, it's not an old video, but we honestly don't have time to go through the whole thing. Um, we all know that the entire world knows that Joe Biden is a complete fucking moron. And of course, he didn't know what he released in that statement because he didn't actually write it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the world is laughing at us, right? We know. 
exactly. Captain Super Raids. Joe Biden didn't release a statement. He didn't do anything more than release his bowels. Probably on camera. Um, depends. Yeah, exactly. All the time. Just depends. It, it, it always depends. Just depends. They should, they should buy stock and depends. All right. So anyway. either way, uh, we'll be back tomorrow night, yep. 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yep. Normal show. Nothing special. I don't think we have anybody coming on. Mm, no, not yet. Not on the top of my head. Nope. All right. So either way, we'll be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yep. We're and, all, we're uh, all, you know, we're all waiting for the other shoe to drop, whatever it is. Like every, every morning or every day, like I, I start researching for the show, for the daily news. And I'm like, at about 1 p.m. You realize, yeah, it's just I'm like, not. did it, did it happen? No. Whatever it is. No. Whatever it is, whatever the big false flag fucking the shindig do what I, the shoe it's going to drop. Don't know when, but it's coming when it does. We'll be here as long as the internet's up. Yeah. So, so either way. Yep. So, uh, till tomorrow night for the Mick and Lynn. we will talk to you later. Fuckers. Have a great night and, uh, see you tomorrow. Yeah. Thanks for watching.
CBD. The best CBD products on the planet. Over 100 five-star reviews. Can verify authentication. Gold in full spectrum. Full panel lab tested. What is full panel lab testing? Cannabinoids and terpenes. Pesticides. Mycotoxins, solvents, heavy metals, microbials, foreign matter. Get serious. Serious DVD. Mike Lindell and due to your incredible support the original my slippers are almost completely sold out as a special thank you I am launching my brand new all-season slippers slides and sandals for as low as $29.98 this is a limited time offer so go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen use your promo code and you'll get all my new footwear for as low as $29.98 my all-season slippers are made with my exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. They're finished with a breathable fabric so you can wear them all year round. And my new slides and sandals are made with patented impact gel, making them ultra comfortable and extremely durable. I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable footwear you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now to get your very own all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98 with your promo code. This is an introductory offer and it won't last long, so order now.